The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Former FBI Director James Comey's testimony last Thursday garnered headlines through the week and the weekend. This week, it's the highest law enforcement official in the country who will be testifying before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Attorney General Jeff Sessions will be in for some tough questioning tomorrow about the extent of his contacts with Russian officials, his involvement in the firing of Comey, and questions of perjury. And Sessions has requested that his testimony be a public hearing. A little over a week ago, Democratic Senator Patrick Leahy and Al Franken revealed they'd asked then-FBI Director Comey to investigate Sessions for perjury stemming from his confirmation hearing testimony. Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal has said if there is proof that Sessions had a third meeting with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak, he should resign. He testified falsely. He then corrected the record under oath. So this failure to disclose would be in effect, a second instance of non-truthfulness and I believe would require his resignation. Our guests are two professors from Fordham Law School, Andrew Kent and Jed Sugarman. Andrew, Sessions was originally scheduled to appear before the House and Senate Appropriations Subcommittee. He decided he wanted to appear before the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he also decided that he wanted it to be public testimony. Is that a surprise to you? Sessions has apparently canceled three times on going back to the Hill ever since his confirmation hearings, you know, reportedly because he's been concerned about getting grilled by Democrats about his misstatements about Russia. Uh, what, what I read was that he had, he had initially asked for the Intelligence Committee uh, session today to be closed, but uh, pressure from Democrats on the committee led it to be an open one. Um, so I, I think he probably would rather not testify publicly, uh, but it uh, looks like he's going to have to. And Jed, let's start with the his encounters with the Russians. And you heard what Senator Blumenthal said. He had told lawmakers at his January confirmation hearing that he hadn't met with the Russians. Then he corrected his testimony. Now there are questions about possible additional encounters. Is it perjury if he did have additional encounters? Well, I think it. I think it. I actually think it was perjury and false testimony back in January. If you look at the sequence of events of precisely what happened in January, he was first asked by Senator Franken a general question about um, Russian contacts of the campaign, and he changed. His, he answered a question he wasn't asked, which is to say he didn't have any Russian contacts. Now. Then what happened was uh, he had an opportunity to, and this happens all the time, people will look at their testimony and say, you know what, I, I said something misleading. He had that opportunity, and in fact, Senator Leahy asked him a question, did you have any meetings about the campaign, the 2016 campaign? And he just answered flatly, no. And it turns out that it was only by stretching, by, by um I think misinterpreting those questions that he is able to um, make 
any kind of claim that he didn't lie. I think when you take those two events together, he already misrepresented. So let me say that one is a question of perjury, but there's another statute for false statements and false testimony. And those are two different um, criminal violations. I think it's clear that he's given false testimony already. So this third question, I think, become, uh, not, puts him in even greater legal jeopardy. He's already made a false statement hasn't, and, and failed to uh, change it in time. This third meeting, uh, it really puts him in intense scrutiny for a much clearer case of perjury and false testimony. And Andrew, some of the senators are really focused on what he had to do with Comey's firing since he had recused himself from the Russia investigation and why he didn't step in between Comey and the president, uh, all the questions of his lingering when the president asked him to leave. What kind of questions do you see coming from that? I mean, I, I think he has a lot to answer for there, frankly. He, um, you know, his recusal was very broad, any campaign-related matters. Um, and, you know, on the first day of Comey's firing, when it looked like the White House claim was going to be that it simply had to do with um, with Comey's you know activities back in 2006. You know maybe it was appropriate for Sessions to have been involved in that, but once the president stated repeatedly that he had fired him because of the Russia investigation, uh, I think it was very clear that Sessions should have had you know nothing to do with uh, advising on or ratifying that decision. So I, I think he's going to get some very very tough questions about what you know how he was possibly thinking that that was consistent with his recusal. Uh, on the on the second matter that you raised, June, I mean, you know, the, his spokesperson has pushed back a little bit on on Comey's claim, saying that um, saying that you know Sessions did uh, uh, you know tell Comey that he agreed that uh, you know there should not be direct contacts of that kind between uh, the you know between the president and the FBI director, and you know suggesting that he was uh, you know going to try to going to try to be helpful going forward and making sure those contacts didn't happen. Uh, you know, sort of a less stark version uh, than Comey's testimony, which was essentially that, uh, you know, that Sessions did nothing. So we'll see. Um, you know, I think it's on, on the first one, I, I think it's pretty indefensible. On the second one, he may well have some, uh, you know, some qualifying or explaining that that he could do that might put, um, you know, his conduct in a better light. But I, I guess we'll see tomorrow. And, um, Jed, how how significant is this testimony? I mean, is his job on the line? Oh, I think I think uh, his job is on the line uh, in a number of ways. I mean, the fact that this is going to be an open an open testimony, uh, there's going to be um, scrutiny that increases from the Comey hearings last week. It was something like 30 million people watched that live, or something like that. So we know that Trump cares a lot about ratings, and this is this will get in under open televised hearings. Uh, this will get tremendous scrutiny, uh, and um, I think there are going to be lots of questions beyond the questions that uh, we've teed up here. I think this is really an, uh, an opportunity for both sides. I, I will All right, you'll, I'll, ha- I'll have to stop you there. We'll pick up with more of this. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.